Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host, with another great episode of Political Theater. Yes, it is me, Charles Nash, talking with you on the Dark Night Mice. <clears throat> I've got a wider shade of pale here by Protocol Harem. It's a 1967 song here. An oldie. I have to thank this uh, this song request uh, to my father-in-law. He's been um, he's been gathering some music for me here for the show. So, uh, Rick Holy Cross, uh, this one goes out to you. Now, getting right into the mix of things here, I will be having here at the end of the week. I will be having part two of my four-part mini-series, Salvaging America. So this this week is going to focus, excuse me, on educators and the education system and the problems going on there within. So I hope everyone will listen in here at the end of the week for Salvaging America, part two. Now, with that being said, I'm actually want to discuss one issue that I've been having. If everyone's wondering why I've been, I, I pushed it back from last week to this week, you will not understand the amount of pushback that I have been getting just in general with trying to get people to talk about certain topics on my show. But not because people don't want to discuss these issues or these or, or have questions pointed at them or that they don't want to come on the show. That's not the issue. People are scared that they're going to get some kind of um, pushback from their employer or self-termination or legal consequence for enacting your second excuse me, your, your First Amendment rights. Apparently, freedom of speech is nowadays out the window. You are not allowed to have an opinion. You're not allowed to speak out on topics. Uh, you're not allowed to speak out on maybe solving a problem. That is sad in itself that we have taken freedom of speech away from individuals and, and, and places of employment are threatening, threatening individuals and their own employees that they're not allowed to give an opinion or you could be terminated. I, I just find that really sad and disheartening, but it's going on. I, I just want to tell everybody, if you come on here, um, Look, I get that you take a chance with your employer, but again, problems can't be addressed or solved if no one is willing to talk about it. I, I was really disappointed two weeks ago, not just in my local churches, this was with churches in general, different denominations with pastors who are just, I'm just going to go ahead and just say it. 
being very cowardly. You know, if you don't want to come on the show, that's fine. But when I get excuses about, well, I'm, I'm, I may make people in, in my denomination mad. I, I could have less people show up on Sunday for Sunday Mass. I may have people within my own caucus walk out on me. I'm not sure if I can take a political hit like this. You can't come on and talk about issues like abortion or issues about the double standard between politics and religion. You can't come on and talk about a poll showing an uh, uh, almost a 60-year low in the belief of God. I hear the same pastors week after week, month after month, year after year, in all different denominations, preach the public about spreading the word of God, but yet you can't, you can't tackle tough questions because it might, it might upset people. It was an eye-opener, folks. I'm going to be honest with you. It's the same pushback that I'm getting here with educators and teachers. People are afraid they're going to lose their job. People are afraid that the school in which they work in is going to take actions against them. People and teachers are afraid. Educators are afraid that if they say anything, students may look at them differently. Faculty may look at them differently. They don't really want to bring the problems to light because they don't want to be the person to um, bring it into the spotlight, so to speak. I just find that sad. Where has all of the trailblazers gone in this country? You know, I know the Wild West was not the Wild West, but for crying out loud... At least back then, people stood for something. Nowadays, especially now, within the last 10 years, <laughs> where, where are all of the, the individuals that are out there for freedom against oppression? Apparently, they have been pushed aside. I'm telling you, it's just disheartening. As I as I try to do this series, I just I am surprised by the pushback that I have gotten, uh, and it's just people afraid to be able to speak. Now, moving on, I'm going to go ahead and get right into the show. I'm I'm going to stop talking about my frustrations that I'm having. Going to get right into the the heart of the show here. The very first thing I'm going to talk about is gas prices. Now, I have a very interesting two articles here. Now, the first one that I want to talk about is on Fox News. Came out today, July the 18th. It's entitled, White House Denies Double Standard as Officials Take Victory Lap on Sinking Gasoline prices. You heard it. Now, before I get into this article, 
This is what I want people to do. I'm going to give you two options to all my listeners. I, I really do want to hear from people on this. You can call me, leave me a message. Telephone number 740-802-7936. You can even leave it on, what is it, Facebook Messenger? I can get it that way. Or you can contact me. You can send me a picture. Tell me what state you're in, what county. At politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. I want to see these. I want to see the gas prices. Where you're from. State and county. I know people are probably thinking, well, Mr. Nash, why are you why are you asking us to send you pictures of gasoline prices? Well, easy. I before I get into this article, because it goes hand in hand with this article, I want to see what the gas prices are where you're at. See, I had a friend who's going through Mississippi. He sent me an interesting picture here on Facebook two days ago. It shows gasoline prices there at $3.79 a gallon. Now here in Marion, Ohio, where I'm broadcasting out of and where I live, the national, or excuse me, the the average price here is $4.69. We're talking almost a dollar, dollar fifty difference. In some states, it's almost a $2 difference. Now, why is that? You all heard the article here. I'll repeat it again. It says, White House denies double standard as officials take victory lap on sinking gasoline prices. So why am I bringing this up? Well, because a double standard is being played. Now, Fox News doesn't pick up on this. None of the drive-by media outlets pick up on this. It's hinted at a little bit in this article. Now, remember how we've been hearing how the Russian-Ukraine war is the reason, the reason why we had gas prices from the beginning. What if I told everybody about this fake proxy war? That has nothing to do with it. I've even asked you, the listeners, or people even tuning in for the first time, what have I said? I have said... How much gasoline, this was the question I posed, how much gasoline or or oil barrels do we get from Russia and Ukraine? Zero to none. Zero to none is the answer. For a fact. So how can that be a reasoning why our oil and gasoline prices here are affected? It's not. It's because of the self-inflicted damage that Joe Biden, his administration, has done. We, we shut off the Keystone Pipeline project. We've cut our oil production in half. Some of our key strategic refineries are running at half capacity or less. We have no new drilling or fracking contracts in the United States. Did you know there's a spot in Texas right now where they could drill oil that would last us here in the United States for 200 years? I just read that here the other day. It was on Yahoo News. We're not drilling there. The list goes on and on and on. 
self-inflicted wounds by Joe Biden and his administration. Why? Because they're pushing the green new garbage agenda. Which, by the way, if you haven't heard as of Friday, last Friday, I think it was the 15th, you had major energy companies throughout the United States saying that with the summer months, people blasting their ACs, they're asking people who do own electric vehicles not to charge them. You could trigger a blackout. What does that say about our power grid system? Sounds like it's pretty flimsy. See, you usually do a method of what's called crawl, walk, run method. Joe Biden and his administration with this green new garbage policy, they're not even at the crawl stage. But they're in full run with nothing. Now, why am I bringing all this up? Well, because again... I want you to hear this article. It says the White House denied on Monday that it was de- it was deploying a double standard when it comes to gasoline prices. It says Jared Bernstein, a senior economic advisor, was asked during a White House White House press conference whether it was fair for the administration officials to take credit for decreasing gasoline prices after spending months of blaming Russia for the rise of gasoline prices. This is what he said. He said, I think there's a no both ways thinking here at all. He said, I very much disagree with framing. He said, it's a one, it's the first fastest decline in retail prices in a decade, Bernstein said. So there you go. Continuing on with the article, Bernstein said the White House said that President Biden was working tirelessly to address rising inflation, especially when it comes to the gasoline market. He said he put his head down and got to work. He got us to work and everything we've done thus far to achieve the goal, said Bernstein. He said the White House noted that gasoline prices had dropped nearly 50 cents per gallon over the last 30 days. He said this was a re- the reason behind it was because Biden's decision to tap the strategic petroleum reserve and engage U.S. allies to pump more oil. I'm going to fix this article for Fox News or any other drive-by media who has this. Are you ready? The strategic oil reserve that Biden made a decision to tap Well, that's not going to a U.S. adversary. That's actually going to communist China. And it's actually going to Hunter Biden's, uh, a company over there that he works for with communist China. So we're selling our oil reserve to communist China for the Bidens to make a profit. I don't see how that's helping the American public. As for engaging other U.S. allies... I'm pretty sure our European allies are still trying to figure out how to become self-sufficient and wean themselves off of Russian gas and oil. So we ain't getting it there. Oh, wait a minute. Could it be the trip that Biden was on to see the Saudi prince here last week? To beg and fist bump him 
to give us and and an export us more oil? Could that be what that is? I don't see how that even did anything for us. I don't even know if that was an ally. So what am I getting at with this, folks? What I've been saying for months and months. Joe Biden is playing two hands here. Remember how I told everybody the reason that they're they're pushing high gas prices is to push the green new garbage agenda. That's true. Now midterms are rolling around here in what the next four months for November. Well, they're in the tank, the Democratic Party is. So they've got to boost public support. So this is why I'm asking for people to send in pictures of gasoline prices from your state and county. See, what they're doing is they're strategically dropping the price of gasoline in certain states and certain areas. So they can say, well, see, we've, we've helped the American public. That way they can almost guarantee you're going to vote for them. Say, oh, yeah, see, Joe Biden administration, they're dropping gas prices for us. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's key swing states that have the lower prices. This is why I called it the old double-handed bait and switch, you, you, uh, your, excuse me, routine. On one hand, they're not going to get rid of the green new push, but they got to make it look like they're, they're lowering prices. So they're just doing it in key areas. See how that works? And do you honestly think that Joe Biden, his administration and the Democratic Party are going to stop their push to bankroll America and to becoming government supported to push you on government welfare so that they can control their narrative of how they push things to you? Absolutely not. This all has to do with public appearance for the midterm election. That's it. What do you want to bet if the Democratic Party somehow holds on? What do you want to bet that those gasoline prices in certain areas that are falling don't skyrocket right back up? It'll be something else. It'll be another war. It'll be a blaming someone else, but they won't blame the problem on themselves, which is where the, the, the problem needs to be pointed at. Joe Biden and his self-inflicted wounds upon this country. But you won't see or hear that. Now, I have another article here talking about gas prices. Did anybody get to hear the blaze here the other day? They had Pete Buttigieg on there. I want to give everybody a listen to this article. It's Pete Buttigieg. It's about 22 seconds long. He's talking about how electric cars again save you money 
on gas. I want everyone to listen to this. Cost of electric vehicles, because when you have an electric vehicle, then you're also going to be able to, to save on gas, but you got to be able to afford it in the first place. Right. right. Now, we're actually starting to see on some models, the, the costs come to where even if the, the, your car payment's a little higher, your gas payment will be a little lower and you come out ahead. But the prices still need to come down for most Americans to be able to get in an EV. There you go. So Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation, Mr. The Electric Vehicle Will Save You on Money at the Gas Pump. For over eight months, I've heard this garbage. So when you ask him, like they asked him point blank here on the blaze, well, how, how are you supposed to afford these cars? He has no answer. Again, his answer, his answer, his only answer he gave, well, they're, the manufacturers have to cut the costs even more. Mr. Buttigieg, have you looked at the price of steel? Any, every type of metal price is sky high right now. Do you know we're having an inflation problem? Mr. Buttigieg, do you know that? You have squeezed the car dealership. You have squeezed the manufacturing car market to the point where it's at a collapse. You can't even go to a car dealership and look at cars anymore because they don't have them. Well, excuse me, unless you want to look at a, a used vehicle. Hell, there are still chip shortages, parts shortages going on. And you're still pushing this green new vehicle garbage. So, Mr. Buttigieg, let's talk about this. You, you, you want to push green new vehicles. How is the average American supposed to afford between the low model $80,000 electric vehicle to high-end $180,000? That's as much as a house loan. No one's going to pay that. The depreciation value in the car alone, no one's going to buy that. Mr. Buttigieg, did you even talk about what it costs after five to six years? Let's say you go max eight years on a new electric vehicle battery. Cheap end is 10 grand. High end is 14. That's the replacement cost. That's not even to have it serviced. Let's talk about the environmental impact of that. Where are we putting all these batteries? The chemicals that are in them. How are we disposing of these? Let's talk about how just last Friday, again, the energy sector is asking people not to charge their electric vehicles. You could trigger a blackout in certain states. We don't even have the electric capability grid to charge cars. There was a report out last month that said just in California, over 75% of charging stations didn't even work. <clears throat> Here's my next question. The amount of space to build massive charging stations 
for the time it's going to need to charge them, isn't that an environmental impact itself? I think it's much more so than it is drilling oil. I have all these questions for you, Mr. Judge, but you can't answer anything. You can't even tell the average Americans how they're supposed to afford an electric vehicle if this is the savior at the gas pump. So you have all smiles, Pete Buttigieg, who again, his only answer is, we're cutting the cost of electric vehicles. How? He has no idea. Because when you have an electric vehicle, then you're going to be able to save at the gas pump. But you're going to have to be able to afford it in the first place. Really? How are we supposed to do that? And even if we could, would we want to? Even have him continuing here. Talking about how even if your car payment's a little higher, your car payment's going to be a little lower and you're going to come out ahead. Now, I don't know how you get that. I really don't. I don't understand how you come out ahead when your car is $90,000 on the low end. Mr. Buttigieg, inflation is up. Do you know what it, you know what the cost is for to go get a loan now? Even a car loan. Most low-end car payments are between $350 on up. Again, not cheap, especially with inflation. But there you go, folks. That, that's Pete Buttigieg. Now, this clip of Pete Buttigieg, you, we all heard, it ended with him claiming that gas prices, excuse me, Prices on, on, not gas prices, prices on EV vehicles, electric vehicles in America need to come down so they can become more affordable. That, that was his only claim to this. <clears throat> he had no answers for nothing. Sounds like the blind leading the blind. Now, I am 27 minutes to the top of the show here. I have to take my first commercial timeout. So stay with me. I will be right back. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee 
that you can imagine. One cup, and even a half a cup, gets me woke up in the morning. And I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me, or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. When you're in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560-6807. And put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash, from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it, and it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now, they are a fairly new small family business. They are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all-natural, hand-poured soy wax melts. All-natural, chemical-free, face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable, they provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, Area code 419-569-1222 for
for further questions and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. In today's juggle between family and work, it's hard to get out of the same old routine and into something new. When you do have time for an adventure or for a vacation, you want to find something that's new and magical for you and the family. May I suggest the Ohio Railway Museum in Worthington. Founded in 1948, the Ohio Railway Museum is one of the oldest railroad museums in America. The museum is designed to educate through a historical exploration of century-old rail evolution. Ohio Railway in Worthington offers a glimpse of railroading past through their exhibits, like static equipment displays of electric traction and steam. They also offer rides with both of their street cars and Pullman passenger cars for the kids, for example. So come take your family on a visit through a historical journey of locomotion. The Ohio Railway Museum is located at 990 uh, Proprietors Road in Worthington, Ohio. Open Sundays for the 2021 season from noon to 4 p.m. through the end of December, weather permitting. Regular pricing for adults is $9, children $7. Senior citizens and people with military personnel badges and IDs is $8. And as always, children under the age of three are free. You can ride as many times as you'd like on the ticket date as well. For more information, visit their website at www.ohiorailwaymuseum.org or you can go to Facebook or contact the museum directly at 614-885-7345 for more details for their seasonal events. And remember folks, it's a ride on a train of adventure and education. Don't miss out. Need an outside cleaning? Better call ProSelect! House siding, brick or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call ProSelect! Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook. Email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. back from commercial break coming in from my first time out here i've got uh jack bruce here with uh imaginary western that's an oldie here 
So I'm going to go ahead, folks, and get uh, Mr. Um, Jack Bruce here chimed out. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to get right back in to the swing of the news here. Now, getting past the gasoline lie, the gasoline um, <laughs> double-handedness when it comes to prices here in the U.S., I have some other news stories here to share. So we're going to switch topic here. Now, I had talked about, <clears throat> before we went to break, I had mentioned with the whole gasoline issue, I had talked about the November elections getting ready to roll around again. Now, I have an article here from The Hill. Title of the article says, Frustrated Democrats Maul Drastic Step, Challenging Biden in 2024. You heard it here. I'm going to read into the article here. It says, The, cha the chances that Joe Biden could attract a primary challenger is rising aimed devastating polling numbers with Democrats and particularly young voters. It says his loyalists have defended him against the increasing, increasingly negative headlines. They say he stepped into a mess made by former President Trump and that some of the lawmakers in Congress who were supposed to help him turn things around, but it's been difficult and disappointing. But the willingness to prop up a shrinking president has been wearing thin. Day by day, Democrats are considering a possible run scenario, challenging the sitting Democratic president in the 2024 nomination. <clears throat> there you have it. Now, <clears throat> Roots Action, a progressive network here, and they had this to say. It says, the president may not realize or care that the trajectory of his policies have been taking him further and further from the Democratic Party base. But his distance from the base would likely be catastrophic for Biden if he tries to get nominated again. <clears throat> now, why am I bringing this article up? From the hill what have i been saying for months i said as the red wave starts getting closer the democrats are panicking it has nothing to do if donald trump runs for the republican primary again or not They have, the Democratic Party has no, no back support for Joe Biden. They're already questioning his ethics, his mental capacity. <clears throat> they are questioning, <clears throat> excuse me, they are questioning Joe Biden and his administration on all of their failures and all of their fronts. 
have to apologize. I I've, believe I'm getting a cold here, so just bear with me. But they are concerned, folks. <clears throat> they are concerned for many, many reasons. One, they're concerned that Joe, if he re runs for election in 2024, he's going to get decimated by the Republican Party. They know if they can put someone in there under the Democratic ticket, they may have a chance to hold the White House. Because as it sits right now, polls are showing, the trajectory is showing Republicans are going to take the House and most likely the Senate. So they have got to think up of a, a strategy to keep the White House. And under Joe Biden, there is none. And they know this. I've been saying this for months. Hell, I've been saying this since Joe Biden got elected. That there was no way they were going to let him go two terms. I, I don't even think he can do two terms. He can't even do the term he's in now. I mean, they're having to prop the man up with cue cards. I mean, that is sad within itself. Cue cards. So I just, <clears throat> I had to read this from The Hill. And it's a pretty good article, again, if you want to read it. It says, Frustrated Democrats Mall, Drastic Step, Challenging Biden in 2024. Which, by the way, they, speaking of Republicans and Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump was asked here last week if he was indeed running. His only answer was he had already made that determination. And with all of the rallies he's doing, I'm going to go ahead and just say it, folks. You know Donald Trump's going to run. He'd be a fool not to. He has a majority of the backing of the Republican Party. You know he's going to. Now, I have another article here. Now, this one I wanted to bring up for... <laughs> Speaking of when I was talking about the, the green new garbage deal. I had to bring this up. It's from the Washington Post. It's titled, After 365 Years Tracking Summer Heat, UK Could See an All-Time High. As you know, I talked about this at the beginning of the show. I mentioned it that the grid department for energy here in the, in, in the <clears throat> excuse me here in the United States is already asking people with electric vehicles not to plug in and charge their electric vehicles citing that there's already overbearance already with AC usage because of the summer heat we we don't have a good power grid here in the US some states could be seeing rolling blackouts. Well, over in the UK, they're saying that, I believe it, <clears throat> it's in like 2050, 
they were showing this computer model that this really bad heat wave was supposed to heat uh, hit the the UK. Well, apparently it's come about oh, 30 years too early. They're supposed to be getting hit with this big heat wave um, here in the couple next couple weeks. And I guess they're saying it's going to be so bad that we could see deaths, we could see really catastrophic things happen. Now, in the article with the Washington Post, I, I have to laugh because they equate this all to what? You all know what I'm about to say. Climate change. That this is all man-made. That's because of us and our uncontrollable tendencies to use fossil fuels that we have caused a greenhouse effect with the magnitude now that, well, we're going we're gonna to burn because of it. I'm going to go ahead and just tell you, if you haven't listened to some of my older episodes, like I have one called The Lie in Climate Change, please do. They talk about in the headline here, 365 years of tracking summer heat. Well, here's what's really funny about that. Go back through history, and I'm not talking about computer-generated models. Track storms and weather and temperatures over the last thousand years. Do you know what you're going to find, folks? It's no different back then than it is today. The only difference is temperate change due to a natural occurrence and the fluctuation of the earth which is called a global heating or cooling effect. That's all it is. By the way, there's something else that this article does not touch on. Here a week and a half ago, there was an article. It was in Time and many other uh, news magazines. It was on Yahoo News. I even found it on Google talked about how we were going to be getting hit directly, the Earth, with one of the largest solar flares that they had ever seen in recorded history. That happened. It was caused by a pocket on the sun. Now, why am I speaking about this with this Washington Post article about this Massive, deadly heat wave that's coming. Because there's the lie again in climate change. They don't talk about these massive solar flares that hit the earth. You want to talk about heat? Magnetic disruptions? Your climate enthusiasts they will never address this. But there's a big problem right there. This is why I go back to when I say these are natural occurring phenomenon that 
we can't control. They are out of our element of control. Nothing is ever going to stay the same. You're always going to see a flux of, te of a temperature change and environmental change on the earth. It has nothing to do with people. Heating and cooling has been going on, ladies and gentlemen, since the dawn of time. It's no different even with mankind. I just had to share that news article. They, they never address any of these things when it comes to global warming. They never do. Not at all. So I will address it for you, the listener. You can go do your research yourself. Now, switching topics here. I have another article here. This was, this was actually on every major news network. I picked this one up off of Politico. Headline was, t was here the other day. Um, this was first picked up on the 12th. They talked about it a little bit more today. Uh, this has to do with Dr. DeFauci. Now, I have not talked about Dr. DeFauci in quite some time. Well, Dr. DeFauci is resigning. He's, he's going to be, re I, I shouldn't say resigning. He's retiring. Excuse me. He is retiring. And on his way out, there's been some relevations from Dr. DeFauci. And I just had to talk about this because we don't hear nothing about COVID anymore. COVID went out like the, the way of the flu. It doesn't exist anymore. So I want to share this article with everybody. Here, here it is. It says, uh, Fauci admits that COVID-19 vaccines do not protect overly well against infection. I love being right. Not at the expense where I rub it in people's faces, but I just love the sound of when I, 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 I hear myself in my mind say, like I said for the last almost two years since the pandemic started, that the, the shot because I won't call it a vaccine, was a lie. That it was about as effective as the flu shot is. And I was right. And now the man who said, who pushed everybody, we heard it on all the news networks. Well, if you don't, if you don't get a shot, if you don't get that vaccine, well, you're part of the problem. You unvaxxers. You are the problem. You're the one spiking this virus if you would just go get that damn shot. Remember? Remember how vicious this excuse me, vicious it became out there? You had people in the news media wishing death on unvaccinated individuals or people unwilling to go get the shot. Remember this? Oh, I remember it just like it was yesterday. Remember all the people on the streets in their masks? 
What do you do when you got social distance? The CDC, Dr. Fauci, says you're going to get us sick. These masks save us. And what do we find out? What have I told? What did I tell everybody? Hell, I even did an episode called The History of Masks. Went back over 2,000 years over masks. Showed you how ineffective they are. Oh, and by the way, you still see people wearing masks, especially here since last week. We have now a new variant of COVID that the CDC is saying, well, it, it, it could be potentially really deadly. It could be the biggest one we've seen yet. That was just last week as well. Now, I'm waiting. They'll, of course, blame it on the stock market with it being in a bear market right now. I'm waiting for Johnson & Johnson or Pfizer or Moderna. I'm waiting for their stocks to start tumbling now that Dr. Fauci has officially come out and said, yeah, these, uh, these vaccines really don't protect against the infection of COVID-19. I'm waiting for that. That'll be their excuse. Well, it's, you know, it's the bear market, the market in general. But I just, I, I had to discuss this. I, I just love this. Dr. Fauci discusses vaccine effectiveness on your world. Now, I'll read a little bit of it here. It says, White House Chief Medical Advisor, Dr. DeFauci, conceded that COVID-19 vaccines do not protect overly well against infection. There you go. Dr. Fauci said one of the things that's clear from the data is that even though vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of the virus, don't protect overly well, as it were against infection, they protect quite well against severe disease leading to hospitalization and death. And I believe that the reason, Neil, why at my age, being vaccinated and boosted, even though it didn't protect me against infection, I feel confident that it made a major role in protecting me from progressing to severe disease. And then that's very likely why I'm relatively mild cases that I have had. So my message to the public, whom seem confused because people who are vaccinated get infected, the answer is if you weren't vaccinated, the likelihood is you would have a more severe cause than you did if you were vaccinated. There you go. That was his, that was his comment. That was his comment on your world that interviewed him. So see, Dr. Fauci comes out and says, yeah, they don't really protect against infection. So to save face, all he can do for these companies that do the vaccines, he goes, well, but it, it, it helps you against severe diseases. It doesn't do any of those. The data dump here several months ago that they said would take 75 years. This is what Pfizer came out with. It had to be released because of the Freedom of Information Act lawsuit. We learned a lot from that. We learned the lie there, but this is just the sugar coating on top of it. So there you have it, folks. Dr. DeFauci finally concedes that the COVID 
shot, this vaccine that everyone was up in arms about for the last two years, pushing death on people who didn't want to get it, did nothing. It did nothing. So there you have it. The chief medical advisor, Dr. DeFauci. I just had to bring that up. I just just had to bring it up. Now I am I'm about 24 minutes here to the second part of the show. I have two more two more articles to share before I end tonight's show. So I'm going to cut to my last commercial time out. So stay tuned and I will be right back. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 
or visit their website at www.nineheartstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com. Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs, you want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Time. A word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones. As antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, Antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that. Antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, Grand Millennial, Granny Chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. My friends, how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repaired. Well, I have a great company here. It is KB, the Gravel Guy LLC. Now they are located in mid Ohio, in the Ohio area. 
They are basically a gravel company. They will come in, completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well, KB, the gravel guy, can take care of that for you. Now, I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB, the gravel guy, or you can give them a telephone call, area code 419-564-7231, or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB, the gravel guy, for all of your gravel needs. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness@gmail.com at gmail.com or by phone, area code Leading into the end of the show here, folks, I've got Jimi Hendrix with The Watchtower. One of the best songs. Ah, good old song right there, folks. Uh, still, his voice gives me gives me the shivers up my spine. Jimi Hendrix had an amazing voice. Very talented artist. Now, as I get uh, Jimi Hendrix here chimed down, I have two more news articles here to talk about. So the very last one, excuse me, the second to last one, I should say, uh, this one was covered by Fox and Politico. Title is Gun Control Advocates Stunned Man Who Allegedly Shot Indiana Mall Shooter Labeled Good Samaritan. You heard it. 
It says critics are lashing out after a man carrying a concealed pistol stopped a mass shooting at an Indiana shopping mall, arguing the man should not be called a good Samaritan. So what should you call him? I mean, a good Samaritan, folks, and, and, and from what I understand for terminology, is someone that uh, goes out of their way to do a good deed. So saving innocent lives, that's not considered a good deed? That, that He's not a good Samaritan? He, he saved, he stopped the shooter. Yes, he did kill another man. But look at the lives that he saved. Why Why is this a... I'm going to continue on. You make your own educated decision on this. This is the term good Samaritan came from a Bible passage of a man from Samaria who stopped on the, who, excuse me, who stopped on the side of the road to help a man who was injured and ignored. This was wrote on the CBS4 uh, traffic anchor Justin Kohler. It was on Twitter on Monday. He said, I cannot believe we live in a world where the term can equally apply to someone killing someone. My God. Look, Mr. Kohler, look. Number one, no one knew the man, this, this good Samaritan, had a gun. That's why it's a carry conceal. I'm for carry conceal. Another individual went into a mall. His intent was to kill and injure people. He started shooing, shooting people. You had a, a, a good Samaritan, this guy. He pulled out his carry conceal and stopped him. That's a good Samaritan. He stopped. He stopped a mass shooter from causing more death and injury to innocent bystanders. That's a good Samaritan deed. I get your point that another individual was killed. The gunman. So what, was he supposed to sit idly by why that happened? And of course, I'm going to go ahead and say this. This will make liberals' heads everywhere implode. So if you're a liberal individual, you're listening to my broadcast. If your head implodes from what I'm about to say, uh, I'm sorry. But I'm going to go ahead and give you the old verbatim passage that I still to this day holds very true. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Right now, there's explosions happening all over the U.S. Every time I say that to someone who's on the left side, their head just explodes. They look like they're about to go off like a firework. They just can't comprehend that. This has to go right back into the whole issue, folks, with the, the gun legislation. In 50 years, what has it done? Nothing. This new legislation, this bipartisan education that they passed here last week, it's going to do nothing. Nothing. I congratulate this good Samaritan. I do. I credit him because he saved several lives by killing this active shooter. And he should. He should be looked at as a hero. That's bravery, 
and people should be grateful that he was there, that he had a carry concealed weapon, he was able to stop the shooter. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say here. But the fact that these that you have these trigger happy people that's going on going, you can't say he's a good Samaritan. Why can't you? You help a little old lady cross the road, that's a good Samaritan act. A cop rescues someone <clears throat> from a burglary. <clears throat> excuse me. Or from someone being assaulted. Yes, they're doing their job, but that's still a good Samaritan act. <clears throat> or how about, how about this, if I don't lose my voice here? <clears throat> how about your military personnel who are out there every day? Doesn't mean that they're on getting paid for their job, but they're out there every day helping their communities. That's a good Samaritan. You can go on and on. Why not stopping an active shooter? Why can that not be considered an act of being a good Samaritan? So you make your own educated opinion on that. Uh, I, I really don't see why we're making a big fuss out of a man saving others' lives from an active shooter in a mall. That's just my two cents. Now, my last article for the night comes from Newsmax. It came out today. To me, this is another great win for the American public. This is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of my show as I was venting my frustrations about trying to get people to come on and openly talk about issues and maybe even coming up with solutions in my four-part series, Salvaging America. And what's the number one kickback that I'm getting from pastors, educators, law enforcement, political figures? What am I getting the kickback? Well, they're afraid to talk. They're, they're afraid they may be targeted. They're afraid they may be targeted within their own workplace. They're afraid they might lose their caucus. The church may disregard what they say and look badly upon them and their views. Well, I have this article here from Newsmax. It says, Senator Howley, House GOP hails advisors against the disinformation board. Quoting, told you so. It says advisors to the U.S. Homeland Security Department said that there was no need for the Disinformation Governance Board create by created by President Joe Biden's administration earlier this year. Senator Josh Howley, Republican, a member of the Senate Judiciary and Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, called the board unconstitutional, praising the recommendation, it is unnecessary. This is the DHS decided today, there is no need for unconstitutional, for a unconstitutional disinformation board after all. So there you have it. 
Allie's fellow Republicans on the House Homeland Security Committee took a bow for their work to discredit the so-called Ministry of Truth, a homage to George Orwell's depiction of the novel 1984. So there you have it. The, the uh, Disinformation Governance Board, or the Ministry of Truth, has been dissolved. It is not going to be happening according to the DHS. I just wanted to share that with everybody. That should be a plus one in the, the checks of good things uh, that the American public is fighting back on. Because like I said, at a time right now where, well, freedom of speech is under attack with a number of other constitutional um, rights, we, we live in a crazy time. So that, that's one for the Republican for democracy right there. Well, that is the end of tonight's show. I will be back unless something would drastically change the end of this week with my second part of my four-part series, Salvaging America. I'm going to have an educator or educators on here this week to talk about the issues when it comes to the education system in schools. So hopefully you all get to hear from that unless there's a change or I have to make a schedule change. But I will let everyone know. But hopefully that stays on course towards the end of this week. Again, <clears throat> I want to thank all of my listeners. If you're a first-time listener tuning in, I hope you come back. Uh, for all of my Think Local First business and sponsors, thank you. I could not do this without you. And that is going to wrap up tonight's show. If you would like to send me a message, if you would like me to give your business a free advertisement, advertising for free, there's two, or excuse me, three ways that you can reach me. Through Facebook, look me up at Charles Nash. You can't miss the big political theater poster of me. It looks like something out of Ronald Reagan's political um, poster during his presidential run. Red, white, and blue, me on there. You can't miss it. You can also call me, telephone number 740-802-7936. Or you can leave us a message at politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. And that is the show. So I will see everybody here at the end of the week. Good night, folks. <laughs>